Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Tyler, and this week we are going to be talking about letting go of parenting and caregiver stress. And to do that, I have brought on Dr. Colleen Russo-Johnson. Hello. Hi, Martha. Thank you so much for having me today. It's so nice to have you here, Colleen. I, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, yeah, so Dr. Colleen uh, is the co-founder and chief scientist of the OK Play app. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. It's so exciting. Um, but before we get into our subject today, let's hear a little bit about your nanny and then parenting journey. Amazing. I have so much respect for nannies. So I'm really, really excited to be here and talking to all your nanny viewers today. I actually, I, I, you know, I grew up as that kid who was obsessed with little kids and like <laughs> kids in general, like as, as a child, I wanted to babysit. I was one of those kids. Right. So, yes. um, started babysitting at age 10, as soon as I could take the uh, course that would allow 10 year olds. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was that, you know, kid in the neighborhood who was always babysitting, had the flyers, like made it all official. And I, I absolutely just loved it. Um, which kind of led to me actually being a part-time nanny uh, at the end of high school, um, and a little bit in, in college as well. I just loved it. Um, those kids were such a blast. I, I babysat for, a, you know, from babies, to, you know, older school age kids. And the kids I actually ended up being a part-time nanny for were the older school age, which is fun because I don't have that yet with my kids, but um, it, they were an absolute blast. And I just, I loved it so much. And so it's a big part of what led me to my career, which is getting a PhD in developmental psychology. So, you know, child development and with a focus on children and media, because I always was really fascinated at how we could use media to educate kids, you know, millions at a time, you know, right, I thought that was right. such a, you know, selfishly, I, I loved that idea that I was like, oh, I can have an impact on tons and tons of kids. This is great. Um, so I've always known I wanted to work with kids and I've always known I wanted to be a mom. You just never know what that's going to look like and when that will happen. I was always such a planner. Like I, I was the one who made all my friends, you know, four-year plans in universities, other courses. I always had my life planned out five, 10 years ahead, but 
kids, but it was that one thing you, you just can't plan for. Right. Right. Um, ended up happening earlier than I planned, uh, because I fell in love earlier than I planned. You know, I was, <laughs> I was a, And so, and my husband is 10 years older than me. So I ended up, I'm not like a young mom per se, I guess, but I, I feel like I'm a young mom compared to my trajectory in my head of what I thought I would be having kids at. So right. I had my first, um, got married when I was 26, I guess, uh, had my first, uh, child, um, my daughter Ripley when I was 27 and Rex, my son, when I was 28. So they're, uh, 15 months apart, Aww. which is a handful, yes. <laughs> um, but it was incredible. Uh, just, you know, we decided why not just try and see what happens. I'm sure as many of your viewers know, like so many parents struggle with infertility and I had so many friends struggling. I just, I, I feel yeah. so lucky, um, and, and unfortunate. And I don't take that for granted. So anyways, yeah, I Ripley and Rex, they're back to back. We're in that classic, do we have a third dilemma right now? Right, right. <laughs> Changes every day. We're so busy. My husband makes kids TV shows. So he's extremely busy. He has um, a production company up in Toronto. In fact, Martha, I think I was listening to your old uh, podcast. I think it might have been you who said your favorite show is Odd Squad. Was that you? Yes, I love Odd Squad. Yeah, yes. so he's a the series director and executive producer of that show and many other kids shows like Dino. I'm going to tell some of my nanny kids that that I talked yeah. to you because <laughs> they love that show. It's, it's so good. So, it's so good. Yeah. So I, of course, I fell in love with someone who works with kids also, right? And yeah. um, every day. So yeah, it's it's a blast. I do work with him. And then I'm now creating this app for preschool age children, which is great because my kids are two and three. So it's very relevant. Um, yes. And then, you know, in terms of being on the other side of it now as a parent, to be honest, I was worried in, in, in that time between when I was no longer like a babysitter uh, or nanny and when I did, wasn't a parent, I was like, am I going to be that horrible parent who mm-hmm. is like, has such high expectations of the babysitters and nannies in my life? Like, because, because I had such high expectations of myself when I was right. in that role. Right? right. And I was like, well, I always be like comparing them to how I was like, I imagine like every nanny would must have that kind of thought at some point because they wouldn't be doing what they're doing if they're not exceptional at it. Right. And so right. then it's like hard to have someone in that role, you know, it's that reverse. But what's so funny is as soon as I had kids, like it, the opposite could not have been more true. Like I just, mm-hmm. You, you feel such appreciation as a parent to have your kids taken care of, uh, just taken care of period. But like when it's by someone incredible, it's just, you know, you just feel so, so fortunate and you just feel so like, I don't know, it, it just changes everything. You just feel the appreciation is just off the charts. So um, we, we've had um, the incredible privilege to have some, a, a few amazing nannies. Um, one left, who, one, I made the mistake of hiring a, a supermodel, I guess, or like a <laughs> model as our first nanny. I needed someone part-time and she was, um, and she was uh, wanting a part-time schedule. And I adore this, this lady. She's a good friend to this day. Um, but then she had to go off to do the international, international oh my model. Broke my heart. <laughs> I was like, go do your dream, do you? And so we've been through a couple, just a couple of nannies for funny things like that, you know, where they, um, but, and so we have our, our third nanny right now. And, um, and she, honestly, like she, when you talk about this topic today of how nannies can help parents relieve stress, like there is no better person who exemplifies that than the person who's currently looking after my child as I talk to you. <laughs> children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, um, 
I love that nanny journey so much and like, and into parenting. And now you have nannies that um, are, are taking care of your kids. And yeah, it is. I always love the feeling of like, joining the team, like joining the caregiving team, you know? So it's like, we're all working together to like support the child's um, or children in, in the best ways that each of us can. And like, you know, a nanny provides something different than parents provide. And it's, it's really lovely um, to, to be on the team. (laughs) Absolutely. And just to like, see, like, I I also used to like wonder if, um, you know, when you're with a kid, if you're babysitting or a nanny and like, they like want the parent to leave because they're so excited to be with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, does this feel horrible for the parent? Like you, you almost like feel bad. You're like, oh, don't, you know? And then it's like, no, that that's like the best thing. Like parents love that, right? Because yeah. we know that like we're, it takes like guilt off us for leaving our children, you know? And, right. and I, I absolutely love seeing how the people in my kids' lives plus their lives, right? Like yeah. in all the ways that I can't. And I've learned so much from our nannies, like the nanny who was with us for over two years, who recently just had an amazing job opportunity outside of the nanny world. So she took that. Um, and but I learned so much from her and, and the way that she approached things. And of course, she also had her you know, early childhood education background. So she had the stuff she learned in school, but also just each person takes that information and, and delivers it in a different way. And I know my kids are the amazing kids they are in large part of these three phenomenal women who have been their nannies throughout their lives and I hope are always a part of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And that is like, I'm still like good friends with almost all of my nanny kids to this day. And like, you know, we check in, you know, every other month or so, but it's really lovely. Um, So yeah, I love all that. Well, Let's talk about how nannies can help support parents um, in this time. So one of the reasons that I I wanted to choose this topic is I know that for a lot of nannies, a lot of times it was like, you know, we get there early in the morning, the parents used to leave (laughs) and go to work (laughs) and then, you know, and they'd be like, the, you know, the details, like they woke up at this time, they have pooped, they haven't pooped and then like, bye. Um, And then, you know, and we didn't really see the parents Mm -hmm. as much necessarily. And, you know, certainly every nanny situation looks slightly different, but in general that happened a lot. Um, So we didn't like, sometimes there are times that I don't know that the parents are having a hard time at their job, or I don't know, you know, all these things about the parents, because I'm there to take care of the children. Now, though, (laughs) um, every parent, I can say this with confidence, is stressed beyond their wildest nightmares. And we also are all working in the same space now, uh, for a lot of nannies, right? Not true across the board, but for a lot of nannies, that's true. Um, and so the stress of the parents is, has slightly become part of our job. Um, and I just wanted to talk today about some strategies for helping parents one understand that like 
it's okay. Like showing up is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And then two, some strategies for like how nannies can help just bring down the stress of the household in general. Absolutely. You know, because whether it affects, it's affecting you directly or indirectly to the child, right? Because it all feeds off, you know, and and I would say too, like even post-pandemic, I think that the workplace has shifted a bit. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if many jobs stay, you know, work at home, uh, work from home, uh, even when we can be in the same office space again, because Agreed. I've just seen many places be like, wait, if we can operate this way, why are we paying rent on these office buildings, et cetera, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a very relevant topic now and moving forward. Uh, and I know you've previously had an episode on, you know, parents who do families who do work from home and stuff right you know and yeah. that was like a few years ago when this is like more of a rare thing and now <laughs> it's like everyone and it's it, so you know I wrote this piece on um you know kind of letting go of parenting stress but it, this whole idea that like, parents are under more stress today than they ever have been and, and this was like before the pandemic you know right. <laughs> like right. and then you add this pandemic and working from home um and all, all of that to it it's really, really hard. It's, it's just, it's extremely hard for parents to keep it together and keep it sane. And, you know, I would say parents have more appreciation than ever before for their nannies and the daycare providers and teachers because of the few months or whatever, how long it was for each person who stayed home with the kids and didn't have any help. Like, you know, that was a very hard time. Um, And, and working most parents are stuck in a, in a bedroom, you know, like I know for me, like I I was stuck in um, my bedroom every single day working so that the nanny and the kids could have, you know, when she could start coming up a little bit, like, you know, uh, coming back, we did it for just a couple of days a week and, you know, so they could have full room of the house and I wasn't bothering them. I was a prisoner. It was, it was really, (laughs) that wasn't good for mental health. You know, you're up, parents are usually, you know, up late. What's the thing about working from home too, is that like, you don't have that boundary. So maybe some jobs before they could kind of come home and shut it off mm-hmm. and, and then be in a mom or a dad. Right. Now that line is very blurred. So they never are, are done with either job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I, I just think like having that level of understanding of what they're going under, like everyone's under, under increased stress, but if we can have that compassion for, you know, the parents and understanding what they're going through. Also just, I think, especially in this time, just giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, giving everyone a pass, like people are going to have moments where they might snap and they just, it's like, you know what, like this could be a pandemic thing. And just like, just, I know it's hard, but like try not to take things personally all the time because it's like, this is just a ridiculously hard time. And obviously people should not be treated poorly, but like, just that, like, it's a, it's just bizarre. Um, and then I think for parents, you know, the biggest thing is, especially for moms, you know, we've, we've been raised with this idea of, you know, feminism and we can do it all. We, we can have it all. And what a lot of moms are confronting right now is, is that true? Right. Have I been lied to all my life? Because I sure as heck don't feel like I can have it all right now. And, and then what does that mean? And especially for people who are perfectionists and I'm mm-hmm. fall into that category, you know, um, what I think, yeah, what I think we end up having to realize, and if, if parents haven't 
realize this is something that, you know, nannies could help them if they could have a conversation with a parent about this is that it, we just have to let go of this idea of perfection in all the areas of our lives. Right. So we can still have a job. We can still have a, you know, romantic life with a partner. We can still be a mom. We can still have friends. We just can't, you know, be perfect in every category. We have to just, we have to accept that. And that's so hard. So stop feeling guilty for the friends you haven't followed up with. You know, they can also like do the same for you. I think we also put everything on us. It's like, or if you haven't called your mom yet, like she can also call you. Like, you know, that's just kind of, even a ton of missed calls, that's one thing, but you know, um, we, we always put this, the blame on ourselves mm-hmm. and, and we just were always hardest on ourselves. You know, um, you will still be great in your job, but maybe you can't give 120% right now. We used to do that. Maybe you have to be okay with 90 to 100% right now. Um, and then with your kids, stop focusing on quantity and focus on quality. Yes. You know, and, you know, especially if you've got a nanny at home, like those parents, they're doing so much for their kids <laughs> by having you, the nanny with them every day, who's providing these amazing, enriching experiences. You know, there might be other parents who, who don't have that, that luxury. Right. Uh, so right. especially for nanny families, they should really take a load off themselves. Like they're probably paying a little bit more to have a nanny, right. They're making that extra investment in their children's lives already to do that relax because they've got this incredible day all day long <laughs> if when the nanny leaves you turn on the tv that is okay yes. <laughs> if you pull out an educational app and have them play with it that is okay if, if, if you're if they're playing on their own you do not have to be with them 24 7 when the nanny leaves and before the nanny right. gets there like let them play independently. It's good for them to play independently. Yes. It's good for them to establish these skills. And so I, I just think it's that idea of, you know, taking away the guilt, taking away the pressure and realizing that we put so much of that on us ourselves. It also comes from society, but we keep it going. Yes. Yes. Um, there's this quote and I was like starting to look it up, but um, I'll, I'll look it up if I need to, but I, I believe that it's, um, Marta Gerber, uh, who helped, who founded Rye, um, said like, take your mobile up off the bed and like, let them play. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's, you know, an yeah. educational founder yeah. of this huge movement. And it, it is like, I do think that, that the pandemic, a lot of the the stories I've read and what I've been seeing um, and hearing about from other nannies is there's there's this idea that we need to like entertain kids through the pandemic of like they need to never like have discomfort right because yeah. we want to take that away because we're like life is so uncomfortable right now mm-hmm. that we don't want to add any discomfort to you. And yet (laughs) it is also so important for them to be uncomfortable sometimes. And that like, that I'm bored is like the precipice of them finding something new, like finding a new way to play with a toy, finding like they need that boredom. And I, I think that Cause I feel that pressure as a nanny too. Cause now I'm pretty consistently 
under the eyes of parents. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I'm not, you know, actively playing with them all the time, am I failing? And it's like, no, nope. They need to be in charge of their own learning too. I specifically asked our nannies, I I was like, please don't fully engage them all this time. And this is when I was at the office, right? And I wasn't at home, but I was like, I don't want you with them 24 seven, like on top of them, like playing with them, like, because I don't want the child who requires 24 seven, because guess whatever you do during the day, that's the child that we're creating together here, right? Like, I don't want to and and because as a child it selfishly but also from a child development perspective exactly what you said I do, that's not great for their development I want them to be able to have independent play times and be able to play independently and, and whatnot so you know, that was a specific request I made I, I made I've I have in the past and, and now make very few requests of my nannies when it comes to what they do with the kids I'm like you know what you're doing I've hired you for a reason you do you I don't want you to be a duplicate of me because that doesn't help my right. kid um, and, but that was one of the few requests I made was please allow them to have time for independent play. You know, whether that's a time that then sometimes they would maybe do the dishes or not right. or sit down and, and, and breathe, you know, yeah. and have a break, like either one, like, you know, um, right. I don't want, yeah. Yeah. That way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like something like doing the dishes, cause I find that if I sit down to breathe, that then the kid is like, well, clearly you could play with me. And so there's like less like buy-in for like, no, you go play by yourself. But if yeah. I'm doing the dishes or I'm, you know, cleaning up from lunch or whatever, then usually what I'll do is like either invite the child to help with the task that I'm doing, mm-hmm. which sometimes they really want to do. Or I'll say, you know, I'm doing this. You're welcome to help me with this. Or you can go play yeah. and I'll let you know when I'm done. Yeah. Um, And luckily both houses that I work in, the kitchen is like next to the play area. Right, right. Yeah, which is lovely. I've worked in some houses where the kitchen is on the opposite end of the house and that can be really tough. Um, But yeah, and and I I think that um, helping parents understand that that's developmentally important is is a key Mm -hmm. Uh, and... I, I think that there are a lot of articles out there um, about why and how you can stop entertaining <laughs> your children, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I can link some down in the show notes, no problem. But, um, but yeah, it just, it seems like that's a huge thing. Um, a huge aspect of it is this idea of like, because we've all experienced now nine straight months of pain and being uncomfortable and not being able to live our lives in the ways that we're used to and we want to um we're kind of projecting that onto children now of like we want to make sure that you're never uncomfortable so I think taking away that pressure is huge well you know it's this other thing that's you know was an issue long before the pandemic but parents today also in part because of the internet and all these you know you have all these conflicting pieces of advice coming at you. And also right. let's be honest, they're often unsolicited. And I, and I know that nannies must also be hearing this as well. Cause if you're out at the playground or somewhere, you know, like the number of like people who've approached me randomly, they're like, your child's too hot. Your child's too cold. I'm like, <laughs> this is five minutes apart. They're wearing the same thing. Like, you yeah. know, it's just like, and then it's like parenting advice, this, that, 
you're being too negative. You're being too positive. It's like, it's never enough. You're not, you know, right. and it, it gets overwhelming. And so I think parents also just feel like they have to be this perfect parent, right? They have mm-hmm. to like always say the right thing and, and do the right, react the right way. And that like cognitive load of what you're carrying there is like, it's stressful. You're always like processing things through like so many filters and whatnot. Like it gets exhausting, you know? And so I just, I also remind parents that, and for nannies as well, that like, it's okay to mess up. It's it's how you deal with them that that mess up, right? So it's like, and it's actually better that you're imperfect Mm -hmm. because a child needs to learn from their role models, from the people modeling these behaviors. So like they need, they will, they will mess up. Absolutely. The kids will mess up. So what do they do when they mess up? So if they only see someone who's always perfect all the time, that's actually not doing that, that that much uh, student disservice actually. Right. So when, you know, parents overreact or like, you know, or, or if they yell or something, you know, they can apologize for that then and say, you know what? No, I shouldn't have acted that way. Like I got really frustrated and I yelled and I'm sorry, that's not how we react when we get angry. You know, I want to take some deep breaths. I'm going to go take some me time or whatever, you know, talk through with your kid. Like they will pick up on it. They'll learn from that, you know? Um, So I think it's just taking that pressure off you as, as a, as a parent, as a nanny, uh, it's going to be okay. And kids will learn better through imperfection. Yes. Um, yeah, I read, um, Tina Bryson Payne's book, uh, Mm -hmm. the power of showing up. Oh, love that book. Yes. Is it Payne Bryson or Bryson Payne? Uh, gosh, I know. I can look it up. Yeah. Um, either way, (laughs) I read her book, the, the power of showing up and it, it really, um, Payne Bryson. Sorry. Thank sorry. you. So, yeah, thank sorry. you. No, Dan I appreciate Siegel that. And Tina Payne Bryson. Yeah. Oh, Dan Siegel also wrote it. Great. Um, yeah. So I read their book and it just, um, it was lovely to just read about how they've studied so many different like parenting styles and education styles and really the most important things are like helping your child feel seen, feel safe, feel like secure in their attachment with you and helping them learn how to soothe. So at first Mm -hmm. you're helping them soothe and then, you know, passing those reins over to them so they can self-soothe eventually. Um, And that's like key. And none of those involve if your house looks perfect, none of those involve if you made the cute craft for Christmas or whatever, you know, like that doesn't matter. Well, and and through this whole pandemic, the best thing you can do for your kids is show up, is, is be there and be consistently there for them and, and be that security for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the social emotional learning and development that worries me most this pandemic that kids will be missing out on and that's where parents can step up and be there and and nannies certainly can step up and 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 through the okay play app that's actually what we're trying to do is to be a resource for parents and caregivers to teach these social emotional skills to kids through play um and so that's really to me what it comes down to is the quality time Mm -hmm. meaningful play you know and and just being there for your children, you know, the social emotional learning and that parent child bond 
those are the two biggest predictors for kids later academic success and, and life success. So it's like enough of pounding ABCs and one, two, threes, they will get those skills. Right. So for nannies and parents out there, you know, focus on, you know, how is your child doing? How are they feeling? Mm-hmm. What, where are their emotions at? you know, this is hard on them too. Like they were missing right. out on play dates they usually had, right? Yeah. Uh, typically he's going out and doing stuff. Like, so hear them out, especially if, um, if it's an older kid who can express themselves more too, like have them talk about what frustrates them out of the pandemic and, and open up about them. Tell, tell them what frustrates you and what you miss right. and why, why you don't like the pandemic. And, you know, my, um, one of my good friends, who's also a consultant for the app, uh, she's a preschool teacher. And she was saying the other day, had her preschool kids, they all like said what they wanted to do to the pandemic. They're like, I want to take COVID and bake it into a cookie and then smash it up. Or like, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like that kind of release though. Yeah. We all need that. Like what, yes. what we're feeling and what we need, our kids also need. Yes. I'm going to do that with my kiddos. Yeah, it's so fun. That is, that's so fun. And yeah, I I also agree. And I think that that there is this um, fear, like sometimes when when we're scared of something or intimidated, we hide from it or like we, you know, tuck it away and we don't talk about it. And with kids around, they know, they notice that we're doing that. And then they're like, that becomes extra scary Mm -hmm. then it's like if we can't talk about this huge thing that you know if every time a a child brings it up we're like oh but you know like let's just count our blessings or or whatever (laughs) um that like kind of toxic positivity doesn't serve the child and you're not validating their emotions and the most important thing we can do is validate their feelings you know yes Yes. And so I, I do encourage parents, like, uh, we don't, we don't have to be happy all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, in fact, like exploring those other ickier emotions is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, and important to, to model doing in front of your kids. Yeah. And and I've heard too, like there's times when I, you know, would overhear like (laughs) my daughter saying to their Denny, like, um, like, are are you feeling sad or like, you want to smile? Like, and it's like, I, that makes like, that's a chance for them to, you know, practice empathy, you know, that makes me so happy. If, if she came in absolutely cheery, cheery every day, like that's not reality. Like I want my kids to give their nanny the same empathy that the nanny gives my children. Right. So. Yes. I also just want to add, I was thinking about with this whole work from home thing, you know, it's because it is a a new situation for so many people. And I just want to stress how, what a vulnerable position it is for the nanny family in a way that you may not, you know, we don't typically think about because, you know, you as the nanny, you're you're coming in and you're seeing everything. and the bad, right? Because no one is perfect. Like there, you know, everything's on full display. Um, and I'm literally, I'm sure there's also horrible stories of literally everything being on full display. <laughs> Not a great way. <laughs> I had Zoom calls where that's happening in the background. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. You're literally in a, vul- like in every way, you're in a vulnerable position. I mean, I can even speak to it before the pandemic and I had a newborn at home 
And right. I, my nanny was here with, with, the, with my toddler who was 15 months at the time. You know, it's like, like the, she saw me naked. Like she saw me do things. It's like, you're, you're literally just like, you, I don't know. You just have to have, you have so much trust in this person. And, you know, you're looking your worst, especially like in those new mom days and everything. You just like, it's so raw. And, and there's, um, what I'm trying to say though, is, is in that relationship, this person sees as a nanny, you do, you see it all. And what that means is, you know, a compliment from the nanny there, there's no person who has more say in a compliment than probably my, my husband first and then our nanny. And so my mother-in-law was telling me how, you know, our previous nanny at, some, at one point had said to her, and this was like during COVID, she's like, I've never seen anyone work harder than Colleen does. And because she was actually doing an overnight with us once a week because of the COVID situation, we were doing a new, different schedule. And so she saw how late I was up working every night. Like she right. saw it didn't end, you know, it's one thing to say it, like she, but she saw it. And, and, and that, to, that hit me so hard because I was like, like, I felt like I could breathe because if she says that, like, she knows it, like she sees it. Right. right. And so like, just, just a reminder of like those compliments when they can be genuine and when they're appropriate, don't underestimate the impact that has on the nanny parents, uh, coming from you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that, that's a really good point. And I think in the, you know, keep in mind, it's the same with um, when we give compliments or feedback to children, like, don't just say good job, mm-hmm. <laughs> say what the parent is doing, like be really specific about yeah. the compliment you're giving. But that is, that's such a good point. And, um, and I think, yeah, Nanny's keeping in mind that like, we are, like in this really um, unique position that we do, we, we really see it all. And like, um, and, you know, like unconditionally (laughs) give love to, to our nanny families. And it, it's, um, I think also like taking the morality out of like clean, like how like cluttered the houses or not, like that doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know, like yeah. take the and, judgment away. Yeah. yeah. Take the judgment away. And, and also if you have the bandwidth, if you, as the nanny have the energy and you see something that you could help fix, fix it. Yeah. Um, the, you know, job creep is real and like, keep that in mind. But I think under COVID, like if you are doing an extra load of laundry or whatever, I don't think parents are going to be like, okay, well, that's what you do from here on out. I think they will see it for what it is of like, you saw a need and you helped fix it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, our current nanny, like she just, she's constantly, again, she's like extra. She's like above and beyond. She's <laughs> I think she's an angel and she's also I had to say this shout out to her like she is a single mom she's a one and a half year old boy who I adore but like she's you know working multiple jobs she is going to night school which is now virtual school to get her college degree like she is just incredible um and and so she's with our kids she's like a part-time nanny now because our kids are actually now they're actually in daycare which is interesting because I see the combination so we have a combination but it's 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 interesting because we're during COVID, we went up north to 
escape the big right. city of Toronto. So we were in a place where it's safe to do daycare. Anyways, um, and it didn't wasn't nanny options up there. Anyways, so we come back to the city on the weekends to have some time with this nanny just because we all love her so much. And she's constantly just saying, like, I, my job is to make all of your lives easier. You work so hard, Colleen. Please just this weekend try not to work so much just please relax I'll, I got the kids we're having we're doing these great things like she just sent me pictures before we started talking she got these outfits for the kids they're dressed I'm like in a tux and a dress I'm like are they having a wedding what's happening I don't know but like okay <laughs> jumping on this podcast um but I I just can't tell you like the, what that means to me to have someone just it, it sounds so simple but to have someone tell you like please try and relax like Dude, it's just, we are so hard on ourselves, you know, and, and, and yeah. same to the same to all the nannies listening, like you are doing so much and you are taking up so much extra tasks, I mean, extra tasks during COVID as well. And that extra load of laundry, the extra cleaning, the extra thing, I cannot tell you how far that goes with families because that allows the family to maybe spend a little bit extra time with their kid that night, which is right. a better thing for that kid, which is a better thing for you. Or it allows the parent to actually relax a bit, which is a lower stress. Like it, it's, right. it's so beneficial, but you are just, you're doing so much. And I also just have to say that like, you know, finding good childcare is like the hardest thing I think for any parent, yeah. like, and if you're in a situation that, which you know, where it's a, it's a good situation uh, both ways. Like I cannot stress to your listeners the impact they're having on that family's life. Mm. I think that childcare is probably one of, the, one of the biggest issues or one of the biggest reasons people don't have more kids. Right. I know it's why my mom didn't have more kids. And, and truthfully, if where we were living, if I had like a full-time nanny up there that I could have, like I probably would have a third kid. Right. Like it's, it's actually childcare because I don't want to stop my job either. Like I want to do it all. Right. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, I don't think nannies give themselves enough credit for what they allow their families to do. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. And it is, it's, it's rewarding to, when you do go the extra mile and like, you get to see that, yeah, the parents can like, then maybe like even just sit and watch the TV show with their kids. So they're yes. both like having a restful thing or, or read the extra book or, or whatever it is. Um, and I also encourage like nannies and parents listening, like a lot of times, so I'm in a nanny share. So I work with two different families right now. And, and sometimes the families will like be like, Oh, we can pick our kid up early. And there are times that I'm like, don't, yeah. Like go do something for yeah. you, you know, like I'm happy. Like if you want to see your kid, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Pick them up. Like I'm not going to kidnap them or hold them hostage, but like, is there something? Cause I got them. Yeah. There's something you could do with that hour and like have a glass of wine. Yes. Just tell them to have a glass of wine. <laughs> just have they will get themselves the permission. And that's right. just it because we feel the guilt. We're like, Oh, I should come get my kids as extra, but early. Like, just someone else giving them the permission and then also for like because they are probably trying to get you home an hour earlier if they can right, right? right and so if you're okay like just to say that like oh my goodness it's yes. you know, yeah yeah and like I you know I had um, I'm in grad school and so this semester has been really hard I took I took trauma counseling and then also <clears throat> group counseling and like 
both of those were very heavy yeah. <laughs> during a pandemic. Oh, uh, and so it was like one of the hardest semesters of my life. And so <laughs> while I was like in the throes of that, my, um, my nanny families were so lovely, but now that I'm out, like now that I'm done, I'm just like, what can I do? Like, let's pay it back. Yeah. And cause before like the extra hour was really meaningful to me, but right. now I'm like, no, like I have nothing to do at home. I'm going to go watch the office for the hundredth time. Like <laughs> let me continue I, to take care I would of your too children. If I could, yes. <laughs> like, like let, I, I've got nothing to do. So just let me take care of your children. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, I appreciate how well you're able to like balance both. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's a really wonderful model for nannies and nanny families of like, we're all in this together. Let's figure out like how we can help each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And yeah. And I, I, I think that um, you're also very correct that nannies off, often underestimate the impact their words have on families. Yes. Um, and so keeping that in mind that, that words can really heal a lot um, or, the, or they can do a lot of damage. So just keep that in mind uh, yeah. as a nanny. Like you're in a important. position that no one else is. Like right. no one else has insight, has the visibility words from you from what you see like it's there's nothing else like it and you might just assume the parent knows they're a good parent but like don't assume that because they're really hard on themselves and you know especially if you see them having a hard day like you don't know what's going on um and it it can just it has all the impact in the world because they trust you or you wouldn't be with their kids like like, the person you trust the most is the person you have with your kids every day so just yeah. keep that in mind like a compliment just even and even if it's on a compliment just the acknowledgement of like I just have been thinking about it and I can't believe how much you're balancing especially during this pandemic and and I think it's also a chance when nannies have seen kind of what their the parents do right because it, right. it's often this unknown thing off in yes. the office and they might be hearing these business calls and these impressive deals being negotiated or, or whatever it is or just seeing how focused they are like compliment them on that and then also like hopefully they're complimenting you as well about seeing what you're doing with their kids and and if not just even opening that door they might then start being like oh that felt really good I should start saying what I'm seeing and call you know I just think that we need more positivity and looking out for each other you know especially as as women I think you know sometimes I've noticed women in the workplace just get more competitive than they should. And I just think that can transfer to different areas and things get weird. What I, you know, so I think it's just like having that open ability to give compliments. So, you know, you never know what the other person's thinking and what they're worrying about is my point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, just, just do it everyone, but, but specific and genuine. Um, because mm-hmm. I think also as much as like a specific and genuine one compliment can lift them up if it's, if it's unspecific and, or feels, uh, like a lie that that can hurt worse. So just keep that in mind. And I think again, that's where it's even just acknowledging 
this is a really hard situation you're in. Right. Like it could even be like no problem in there. Just yeah. having acknowledgement, like, yes, it seems really hard. Like, you know what I mean? Just having that voice, having that be recognized. Yes. So much. Yes. Agreed. Totally agree. Especially, um, is there is there anything else I can do to help out? Like, you know, right. like that simple, like, you know, it's it's so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like I think asking what else you can do to help out um, and or just like looking around and mm-hmm. doing it. Yes. It's like, like, you know, sometimes I'll see that the dishwasher is done. And if I have, if I have time, then I unload it. But you know, if yeah. I don't, then that's okay too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because self-care is also really important. And, and, you know, and we're saying all this, we're saying, do it when you have the spoons, <laughs> when you have the, the bandwidth for it. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it does have, I think a bigger impact than nannies sometimes think it does. Yeah. So worth doing. I did want to say that it's Magda Gerber, not Marta Gerber. I wanted to correct that as well. I've I like almost gotten all these names, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is uh, the fact that I wrote five papers uh, in, the, in the last two weeks. I think my- But your my imperfection mind. here will make your viewers actually pay more attention and go look her up yes. and, and learn more. So yeah, yes. there you go. See? <laughs> yes, way to spin it. Um, wonderful. Well, um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, about um, like helping parents? I'm going to stop myself because I could talk to you forever about this. And I yeah. know no one wants to listen to like a five hour long podcast, but I think some listeners are thinking we would, but, yeah, but um... <laughs> just thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Is all I can say on behalf of parents everywhere. Yeah. And thank you for, for spending time talking to us um, about this. I, I really appreciate you taking time, <laughs> some of, of your, your precious, precious time. <laughs> um, and, and also I did want to ask you about um, the OK Play app. Oh like, my let's gosh, talk about you. it a little. Yes. I'm, I'm so excited about it because my whole career has been dedicated to figuring out how we can use media as a tool for good. Right. Uh, and because it's not going anywhere, right? right. And, and and actually screen time is a whole different topic we could talk about right. of stress and un, like unfair guilt that parents have around mm-hmm. screen time. I think that has shifted a bit during the pandemic because when parents had their kids at home with no help, <laughs> they had to rely on it and they realized, oh, this isn't going to ruin my children. Um, right. But the key with media is something called joint media engagement or co-playing or co-viewing. It's this idea of, just do it with the child whenever possible. Right. When you're reading a book to your child, you're naturally asking questions about it as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, research shows if you do the same with the TV show, they're going to learn a lot more. They're going to comprehend more. Right. They're going to pay more attention. Um, and so basically I took all this really cool science research that I've done, other people have done and said, okay, let's take all the science and put it all into creating an app based on that science. Um, our whole focus is social emotional learning. So, uh, through this app, OK Play, you're playing all sorts of fun activities, learning while you do so. Sometimes that learning is obvious, sometimes it's not. I think the best kind of learning is in situations where you feel like it's just play, you know? Right, right. And so the whole thing is called OK Play because we want to encourage parents and kids to play together as much as possible. There's apps, uh, there's activities the kid can do solo as well as with the parent. Um, and it really, I think, is a great way to teach parents and caregivers 
uh, tools, right? Mm -hmm. So if my daughter is having a temper tantrum, I have ideas of things I can do that I've learned through the app. Like we might do the angry parade. We're going around and marching out our anger. Then we're singing out our anger through this angry song. Um, We might end with this breathing exercise we do through the app. So uh, it's just a, it's a really nice way to learn all these skills without having to read every single parenting book. Right. <laughs> um, so, because I know people don't have time for that. So yeah. I was like, you know, how can I distill this information where people can get it as they play with their kids? Yeah, I love that. And, um, I hear that there is a deal on it right now. Yeah. So we have a holiday offer that's good through, um, January 31st. Uh, so we have also done a stress. We have an amazing free experience. So I, this is important to me that this is available for everyone um, to check out, to use free always, or if you want to subscribe to our premium version to have access to all of our content, we have an amazing offer for the holidays. Um, it's $39.99 for the year, uh, which is a 67% uh, discount offer. Wow. For annual rate. So I am so excited about this because I'm all about accessibility um, and, and I know this has been a tough year for a lot of people right. financially and whatnot. So I just think it's, it's such a great way to use, uh, media and an app with our kids in a beneficial way. Uh, screen time gets such a bad reputation, but really it's not about the screen. It's all about the specific content and how you use it. And so right. parents and caregivers can feel really good using okay play with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I completely agree about like, yeah, it's not like screen time is not good or bad. It's like what, how you're using it. Yes. And it's that, you know, quality screen time is, is great and important and exactly. fine. Cause they're not, it's not going away. Like yeah. you said, like, and this year we've had like literally had to. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Wonderful. Well, um, I also end each episode with a fun, cute story and Colleen has brought one. Okay. I brought two because I have two kids. Wonderful. <laughs> Love it. Can never exclude them, right? Um, no, no, okay. no. So the first one with my son, Rex, was named after the T-Rex because my husband was filming the Dino Dana movie at the time when he was born or when we were naming him. I can't remember, but either way, we were like, it's, we also just co-authored the Dino Dana Field Guide, Volume 1 and Volume 2, which I highly recommend. Awesome. Um, and so it's dinosaurs are big in our life through mm-hmm. his shows, right? So we're like, okay, let's name him Rex after a T-Rex. Uh, and Rex goes with Ripley, whatever. So <laughs> but what's, of course, he has every T-Rex shirt you can imagine. He has every t- <laughs> dinosaur because everyone gets up for him, right? Right. So recently, he's been saying, like, I don't know why I, I noticed that I was like, I must have said that I'm like, oh, are you a T-Rex? And he'll get so angry. He's like, no, I am not a T-Rex. I am Rex. And he gets like so like serious about it. And I took a video. I just put it on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> it was just so funny. I just had to capture it. And like a horrible mom because I'm just like now just like provoking him just to get this like funny moment. And I've really got to stop it. But he just gets so defensive. <laughs> like I am not a T-Rex. Um and then the one that I love the most was one that actually is very appropriate because it came from uh, their nanny, Bella, who we adore. Um, so she said to me the other day, she was like, Ripley says that she doesn't like Santa. So this is the quote that she sent me. Like, so Ripley says, I don't like Santa. And this had been a thing. She like decided she didn't like Santa for a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And Annabella's like, like, why not? Like he brings you presents. And Ripley goes, I don't need him. My daddy will get me presents. And I was, I was like, that's both like really smart 
and she's horribly spoiled. And I'm like, both feel like proud and like a failure at the same time. Uh, <laughs> her dad does spoil her the presents, like all the, it's, 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 it's bad. He'll never listen to this probably. So it, we're probably, uh-huh. <laughs> but he does. I'm always like, stop yeah. buying them presents. Um, uh-huh. So, but she's, but you know what? Like, she's kind of smart to be like, why would she want a creepy man? She doesn't know coming on her chimney. Right. Like, no, thank you. Like I'm my, my mom and dad can handle that. Like I I'm okay. Like, yeah. man, I don't know. Please stay away. <laughs> that is, that's a really good point. She has yeah. a very good point. Right. So <laughs> we're not sure where the Santa thing is landing right now. Um, yeah. But I just love it. I get her, their nanny was like, yeah, I didn't know what to say to that. Uh, she outsmarted me there. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that so much. And yeah, I mean, you're because also like you all probably know what she wants way better. Like then she doesn't even have to write the list. She can just be like, (laughs) that's, that's wonderful. (laughs) We'll see see what happens. I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Santa's just not gonna come this year. So like on the fence. It's just like her like she's three, right? So she's like questioning it and you can see her thinking through the logic and she's just yeah, but she's super into the tooth fairy. It'll be years and years before she loses a tooth, but she is ready for that tooth fairy. She's ready. Yeah. Yeah. The fairy is very fun aspect of the tooth fairy. (laughs) (laughs) That that's wonderful. Thank you. Maybe if it was Santa Fairy. That's what I should maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe if it was Mrs. Claus. Maybe she's just more into Yeah. Some women coming into her home. Not like a creepy old white man coming on her chimney. Like maybe like (laughs) maybe if the reindeer could fly into her home through the window instead of through the chimney no I think that's more I don't know it's yeah all that creepy. might be more it's creepy. all weird like it's what all we weird. our children <laughs> like, yeah yeah I, I'm still on board for Santa obviously yeah. and I'm like we're gonna figure this out but it's right. just so funny I'm like her logic I'm like okay well I can't you can't beat that one so yeah yeah that's really funny there's a comedian named um Daniel Sloss who has a bit about like when parents watch their children open gifts and they're like thank you so much Santa um it's just like probably a little heartbreaking um so yes that's that's hilarious I love it all my kids have asked for 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 Christmas and this has been consistent for I want to say like four months like since the summer maybe even longer than four months is a yo-yo and Ripley wants a blue one I think and Rex wants a yellow one I don't think they've ever seen a yo-yo like, I think they have no idea what a yo-yo is. Uh-huh. Somehow they got their mind and they want a yo-yo. Okay. And we kept like laughing it off. They're still asking for it. And I'm like, oh, I better like Amazon that soon. Like, cause if I don't have right. the one thing they've asked for, like a $2 yo-yo. Yes. <laughs> like they have, I don't, it's going to break in two seconds, but okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. One of my nanny kids, her mom asked uh, what she wanted. She's two and a half uh and she said she wanted the color yellow oh that's so mom was like okay well I don't <laughs> know what to do with that and I was like I guess you're getting her like all the gifts that you were gonna give in the color yellow <laughs> that's so funny for Halloween Rex my two-year-old oh I think just just turned two uh asked to be blue for Halloween oh. and so we're like okay um is that a blue crayon I think my, my husband ended up getting cookie monster even though he doesn't uh-huh street actually like that well but like he's just like he was a blue he was just a blue blob cookie monster like 
What is the color perfect. blue? Is it a depressed person I'm dressing you as? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. That's so funny. Or like a member of the Blue Man Group. Yes. Like, Arrested Development. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Tobias. Tobias. Yeah. He could be Tobias. There's a lot. There's a lot of directions I could go. That's so wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Colleen. I really appreciate you taking time. This is so much fun. It's so great talking to you. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.